Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Utah, give me two. What up, people? It's a Palazzo Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. That's Phil Goyette. And we're here to entertain and also inform. It's the Prospects Power Half Hour. <laughs> if you're in the Discord, you already knew that the show was coming aboard. If you're not in the Discord, join for free. It's bumping. Benjamin Chase, who has been on the show a few times here, he's absolutely taken over the Palazzo Podcast Discord with... Comedy, not just prospect analysis. Yeah. There's a really good video. <laughs> oh man, him smashing was- the table was just. Oh, I did. I watched it about five times. The table smash. You know, it's really, really hard. That's like the most. <laughs> so, the most iconic Chris Farley scene of SNL yeah. of all time. And Benjamin went up there on stage once upon a time, and he did it. And I got to tell you, Nailed I was it. impressed. He really did. Yeah. That takes yeah. courage. Yeah. That was great. So, yeah. <laughs> so you can see that in the Discord. Of course, tons of prospect information. Also, just any kind of baseball information you need, we got you covered there. It's all free. Go to the Twitter handle, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Get right in there. Too. It's all at the top of the feed, and you'll find everything you need to know. Uh, today, Phil, that's Phil Goyette, by the way, for yeah. those who are new to the show, follow him on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L, and I'm at MJ Govier. We're going to talk about the prospect wave that has come here in May. We've been burdened. Are we burdened with a bunch of fresh faces that could really make an impact in 2022? It's like uh, you went to the pool and it was wave pool day. You're so happy that the waves are coming in now. <laughs> I used wave to love the wave day. pool. It was so much fun. Me too. Yeah, it's just so simple. It. It's just a repetitive wave up and down, up and down. But I could do it for hours. Yeah. Who doesn't love the wave pool? I don't know. I know somebody died in a wave pool once. That sucks. It was in that uh, HBO doc called Class Action Park. They had a wave pool there. It was like that oh, crazy park that had that. really, really loose rules. And like you could, there were rides there and stuff you could do there that you just wouldn't be able to do at a standard theme park. So uh, that was unfortunate. But yeah, in May, just last week alone, 
just last yeah. week alone. Jose Miranda, Royce Lewis, MJ Melendez, Juan Yapez. I mean, that all yeah. happened. Yeah, there's, like you said, just a ton of guys since the 1st of May. Uh, one guy I totally missed, uh, Sean Jelly, got called up by the Giants in there at some point. I, I totally missed that one. Oh, um, I saw him pitch. I was actually him. watching. I think I might have been watching a Wanya Pezza bat because the Giants were taking on the Cardinals last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you happen to see that Yastrzemski home run? Man, he smashed that one. It landed in mm. the water. No, oh, I God, missed that he crushed one. one. He crushed one. Total splashdown. Well, you know, a crush one on Mother's Day was Juan Yapez. And for those of you that don't know, yeah. this is the home for Juan Yapez. Phil <laughs> has been on Juan Yapez for a long time, even before the Arizona Fall League. True? Yeah. Yeah, he was all over the stats uh, early in the season last year. He, was, I think he was even before because he was a good hitter, like good uh, plate discipline stats, that kind of thing. But then last year he started adding power, so... And then you can see he hit one 410 feet or whatever to dead center. So uh, I think the power is there, fellas, for MLB. Um, so we'll get to him. We'll get. I got a list of guys here, and I think we can play a little game of over-under, basically. Mm-hmm. And what do we think? Is it uh, based on some projections I pulled off fan graphs? Well, the, we think these guys will go over or under these numbers. So... I am a, I'm pretty non-committal. I know people were talking to you tagged me nicely in the Adley Rushman uh call-up uh dialogue. And uh, but of course uh, the question everybody wants answered is um not kind of what the Orioles are planning, but give me a date. I want the exact date, you know, will it be June 1st? Well, you know, cuz everybody wants to try and get him before that fab run, the fab run before the fab run where everybody knows about them. So sure. Uh, and I'm a little noncommittal about that kind of stuff. Cause I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't no, feel overly confident you? in it. So I figured today we can go through these uh, stats, projected stats and just do like a gut check over under and see what sounds good. See what doesn't sound good. I love it. Let's do it. Let's go. Who's up first here. First guy I put on the list is Ryan Pepio. Pepion, not Pepion, not Ryan Pepion. Somebody said the line in the Discord from the movie, which is just a great line. Uh, Blame is for, how does it go? Uh, I can't remember if it's for priests and small children or something like that. (laughs) Uh, Dustin Hoffman's line is fantastic in it. Um, So, but Pepio, not Pepion. Dodgers are calling him up. I think he starts tomorrow. That's correct. I believe that I is correct on Wednesday. Wednesday for the mm-hmm. Dodgers, the Doyers. Mm-hmm. And um, so I looked him up on fan graphs. And the first one we'll go with is Steamer has him making four starts this year. Do you think he'll make more or less than four starts in the bigs this season? Oh, wow. Four starts. That seems very He's plausible. already made six. He's already made six in the minors this year, too, FYI. Six for six. He's started every game he's appeared in, in the minors. Well, with how pitching can go and with the amount of uncertainty, with this COVID stuff, it seems seems to be just as big a problem as it ever was over the last two seasons. And that means I think it's very possible that he could hit Four starts, so I will go the over. I'll say he could hit at least four, and he'll hit at least five. Give me five. <laughs> I like the over, too. I don't know. I was thinking about it, and 
I'm kind of with you. And I think the Dodgers are a team that is more than willing to use six or seven starters or whatever, uh, or give Kershaw some some well-timed rests or what, yeah. what have you. So um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go over four. I'd take the over on four. And then Steamer's got his ERA projection at 4.76. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know, I think he could get out of that. I think because it'll be a smaller sample size too. You think about the ERA in a big picture scheme, that's different. But smaller sample size, I think he, could, he can get under four seven six. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he would go. I would even take him. I would not be shocked if he goes one full run under that. I agree, especially uh, since he'll be limited. He probably won't pitch deep into games, which means he won't get to the third time through the order. I absolutely yep. agree with that. Yeah, so his triple A FIP right now is three sixteen. Ooh, uh, Pepio's FIP. He had a hard time in twenty twenty one at Triple A. He made nine starts there. His FIP was over seven, but a lot of that was because he gave up so many home runs, two and a half home runs per nine, which is kind of an anomaly, mm-hmm. I would say. But then outside of that, at double A in twenty twenty one, his FIP was three seventy five. Uh at full season A in twenty nineteen, his FIP was two seventy nine. And rookie ball that year, it was 327. So he usually takes a lot of my boxes because he strikes so many dudes out. He's like a strikeout machine. So Okay. Um, yeah, I like it. I love it. Give me the I want some more of Maybe it. Maybe buy a run even. Yeah, Pepio. He'll make his debut on Wednesday, May 11th. That is correct. So don't forget real quickly. Here's all the Dodgers pitchers that are on the injured list. Danny Duffy, Caleb Ferguson, Victor Gonzalez, Jimmy Nelson, David Price, Blake Trinan, and Mitch White. Just want to let you know that. So there you go. That's his competition. Man, a lot of their bullpen arms are shelved at the moment. Holy smokes. Ooh, good heavens. All right, who we got next? That was Ryan Pepio. Who's next? Let's do another pitcher, George Kirby. Ooh, I saw some people yeah. making some good uh, memes with Kirby, the Nintendo character. No, Kirby's adventure. George Kirby's. Yeah. My son white ghost looking dude. Was he a white ghost looking dude or is he pink? Pink. Yeah, he was pink. pink. Ghosty. Used to eat. I was thinking of the ghosty guys from Super Mario that fly at you. They kind of look like that. So those, yes, those guys were white ghosts. Super Mario 3. Yeah. 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 Kirby. Kirby's adventure. Kirby. uh, I think so. The steamer might be a little aggressive, but 17 starts. Would you say he gets to 17 starts this season? Wow. That's a wow, dude. Wow, dude. Um, I think that means he more or less sticks in the rotation yeah, for the rest I mean, of he, the year. Yeah. They're saying he's never going back. Kind of like Logan Gilbert last year. He came up and he yeah. stayed the rest of the year. So based on that, and that's not, that's not a guarantee, but that is the JM, Mr. Jerry Dupoto, and the front office and everybody who works there with the Mariners, they have a plan with Logan Gilbert. Why wouldn't they dictate it and do it again with George Kirby, who's 24 going on 25? So he's not like he's a 20 or one-year-old or anything like that. I'm going to say let's go over the 17 starts for George Kirby. I like it. Um, I'm with you. I think over. I think he sticks. I think there's a reason uh, I know in particular Baseball America has been high on him as one of the top three pitching prospects, and they made an argument that maybe he was even the best pitching prospect because of the track record of college right-handers. So mm. I'm with you. Let's. I, th- I think Kirby can stick for the rest of the season and be a good pitcher for the Mariners. I think the ERA projection seems aggressive too, a 3.91 ERA for the rest of the season. How do you feel about that one? Ah, it's definitely attainable. Uh, that is a bit intense. 
But they're also putting us in a situation where you're like, well, am I really going to get all those starts? And are they all going to be wonderful starts? And that's the problem. They just might not be yeah. ideal. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but they are trying to get to the playoffs. It's the most important thing for them to do. Last year, Logan Gilbert, in his 24 games started, had a 4.68 ERA. People thought Logan Gilbert was good last year, and he was, but you know, yeah, for a rookie. He was. Yep. But he had a 4.68 ERA. So yeah. could George Kirby... I mean, would you even take it's George Kirby hard. under that? Because I, I think knowing that, I think I'm going to take the over here. I'm with you. I think it's very hard to go with a sub four ERA as a rookie pitcher. It's just difficult to do for the exact reason you said. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be like a roller coaster. Um, so I'm with you. I think over on a three nine, maybe like four and a quarter, something like that. Um, but if he gives you 17 starts in a three nine ERA, he was worth whatever you had to bid for him at Fab on Sunday, um, or for some reason he's still out there. That, oh, that would be a great return. Yeah. Yeah, in NFBC, he's going to be widely available this weekend because he of the NFBC rules, he wasn't available this past weekend unless he was drafted. Oh, interesting. So there's going to be a big George Kirby run. There's going to be uh, another guy. I think, yeah, George Kirby and maybe one other player I'm not thinking of. But George Kirby is going to be hot this Sunday night. I picked him up. We have free, no fab. It's just the old school waiver wires in my home league head-to-head. So yeah. I snagged George Kirby on Saturday as soon as I heard the news. And I didn't start him Sunday, but I'm like, wow, that's even better than I thought. So I'm, that's yeah. a big, big boost to my staff, which cost me nothing. I dropped, uh, I dropped Anthony Bender actually. So. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I think great fit. I didn't realize that about uh, oh helmet. That's interesting. Um, hey, I didn't realize that about the NFBC fab. So if you're an NFBC player, I don't know how much of your fab you're willing to dump but man i think he, if you're in need of pitching i tell 20 25% i would probably do a third i would say yeah that's I tend fine to with be me aggressive with it but if this is a guy on. who could pitch all year it gets you k's he might not be ideal for the ratios but uh, that's the only thing i'd be thinking about I don't think but, he walks a lot of guys does he well helmut says that he only pitched 62 innings last year what's up helmut yeah, great to that. see you he also that is says a good point how many IP does Kirby have last year? Uh, well, didn't you just tell us that? Did well, am I misreading like the question? Own, <laughs> sounds like he answered his own question. Yeah. Ah, he answered you, Helmut. You answered your own question. Yeah. He has uh, not pitched a ton of innings. He doesn't walk a lot of guys though. Uh, okay. Well, that's you know, good. He's like a sub sub two walks per nine. So that's he great could be control. A good whippy guy too. Yep. He's a good whippy guy. We love good yeah. whippy guys here on the Plaza Mr. Podcast. Whippy. Mr. Whippy, George Kirby, the Whippy guy. That's it. That's who he That's- is going forward from now on. Uh, also, Jared's jumping in here. He's what's up, Jared? He says Alec Thomas. He just wants us to know Alec Thomas. He was here. next. He was that's next the, on the thing. Well, that's perfect. I think he's telling me that's the other guy who wasn't eligible because he got called up at the end of the week. He's going to be oh, oh, a oh. big fab guy at NFBC leagues okay. along with George Kirby. Thank you, Jared. Thank you for um, reminding me of that. But yeah, let's go right into Alec Thomas. Then. All right, Alec Thomas called up by the Diamondbacks. Uh, over White Sox or under, uh, over or under a two sixty one batting average. Ooh, boy, that's that's spot on. <laughs> that's spot on. You know, I think uh, with the ball, ball being the way it is, 
Yeah. I don't think it'll impact him as much because he's not like a massive fly ball hitter, as far as I know about his profile. He can hit for some average, and he can hit line drives and put the ball in play. So I think uh, I think that's I think he can hit two sixty two. I'm going to say over. Why not two sixty two? He's going to do it. I like the over on this one as well. Um, he he was a little up and down on strikeout rate in the minors, but generally it was below twenty percent pretty much everywhere. His swinging strike rate's kind of all over too, which I was a little surprised by. I thought it was more consistent. Um, but uh, I'm with you. I think the over. I think he hits enough line drives and ground balls he can leg out that the baseball's not going to affect him too much. Um, so give me the over two sixty one. Um, and I think the next thing then we want to know for that type of profile is stolen bases, especially if you're thinking of fabbing him. Uh, And Steamer has him at four. Uh, Maybe depth charts, but depth charts has him at four stolen bases rest of season in 222 plate appearances, four stolen bases. Do you take the over or the under? (laughs) Well, he had 15 in 2019 between A and high A, low A and high A. And then last year he had another 13. So, yeah, I'm taking it. The Diamondbacks can run, and they allow their players yes. to run, as far as I know. Yeah. So let's do it. I'm winging it, but, yeah, I believe the Arizona will run, too. So I'm, I'll am i take the over. So over 260 batting average, over four stolen bases. Um, he could be another nice little fab guy. I don't want to be putting a third fab on him, but if you need some steals no. and some batting average. It looks like he'll play pretty regularly. They're giving him the chance to do so because Varsho's going to catch more. Carson Kelly, one of my biggest disappointments so far this year. I invested heavily in him in draft season. He's on the IL now. So Varsho, this will be good news for Dynasty people who are worried about Varsho losing his catcher eligibility. He should definitely maintain it. That's just a side note. So, yeah, Alec Thomas, that's fun. Uh, Also, as a former White Sox prospect, which, Phil, you've lamented on the show before. uh, So he never... never he was not. He was drafted by Arizona. Right. His dad was the White Sox strength and conditioning coach, mm. and the kids mm. from from the South Side of Chicago. He went to Mount Carmel High School, uh, and they didn't draft him. I don't know if they were thinking he was going to drop more, and and they could have taken him later or what. But <laughs> what if? Well, you know things well, happen. It happens. Uh, by the way, White Sox remind me. I want to shout out really good friend of the show, Jasper. He's always been dedicated, been here live. He's got some stuff going on, so he's going to be okay. But I just want to let you know, Jasper, thinking of you. We love you. You've been a great supporter of our show, and if there's anything we could do for you, just let us know. Reach out to us. You're a good man and thorough. Hang in there, and uh, if you're not feeling great, do not watch the highlights from last night's game. (laughs) White Sox game. Yeah, that couldn't have helped things. Josh Naylor lost his shit, man. It was awesome. Josh Naylor was just going out of his mind after he cranked that go-ahead shot. It was awesome. He should have. Yeah. He He threw his helmet in joy. Usually you see a guy throw their helmet and they're throwing shit in the dugout because they're raging out in anger, but he was so fired up with happiness that he had to rage out in the dugout. I love that kind of emotion. He batted in eight runs after the eighth inning or some crazy shit like that. He's the only guy guy ever to have two three-run bombs after at the eighth inning or later. That's never happened in baseball history. It's a it's a small, like, you know, bubble of people, but still, that's cool. I think the White Sox <laughs> have only won three games against the AL Central so far this year. Uh, uh, they're in trouble. And I want, I want to make sure we get to the next guy. Who we got? Uh, because we've talked a lot, of, a lot on the show. Royce Lewis. Royce Yay! Lewis got called up by the Twins because our man Correa banged his finger. 
but thank God Correa's finger injury, well, for me, because he's on my team, doesn't sound as bad as they initially thought. He was going to go on the IL, but it doesn't sound like he broke it. Yeah, he went on the aisle today. It's official, but he didn't break it. You're mm-hmm. right. But uh, anywho, so Royce Lewis got called up to play shortstop. Uh, when Ben, uh, I can't remember if it was when Ben was on the show or he said it in the Discord channel, Ben Chase was talking about Royce and his ability to play a lot of different positions. And Ben pointed out he won the Arizona Falling MVP. Uh, and the year he won it, he played like second, short, left field, center field. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place. So, um, even if Correa comes back, there's a good chance Roy sticks around. But there's so a lot of injury prone is, players. A lot of injury prone yeah. players on that team, too. Side note. He could just do so well that he takes the job, too. So um but uh how about 109 plate appearances? Do you like the over or under uh, 109 uh, plate appearances? I like the over easy. It's not even close to me. I think, I think so he's too. he has wearing number twenty three. He's not wearing number seventy seven. He's up. They know who he is. He's healthy. They've waited for this. They need. They want to make the playoffs, and they think he can help them, too. Now, if he goes super, super right, cold, right. then I guess I'll get burned by this. But I absolutely take the overall day right now. That's a good point about the jersey number. I never <laughs> thought about that. But yeah. Uh, okay, so Royce Lewis wearing number 23 over. I'm with you, too, over 109. I would say he gets over 250. If I'm, yeah. If I'm going to wager on it. I would go that high. Um, I like you. Isolated slugging. Steamer has it at 132. Hmm. Do you think he's basically, do you think he's going to hit for power in the bigs? This has always been my question about him, by the way. So let's see. That's tough. That is very tough. Uh, I'm going to say he doesn't quite hit that mark, but I think he'll be valuable because he'll be able to steal some bags. So. Uh, you won't get a lot of power, maybe not enough to get there. So I'm taking the under just slightly, though. I think the under as well. I think between the baseball and my questions about his hit power hitting ability, I think he stays under. That being said, at AAA so far this year, his ISO was 253. So double that. There you go. So we are going to see if he turned that corner with the power or not game power. It should be very interesting to see. The AAA does, has a better ball. <laughs> They do. They play with a more poppable ball, it seems like. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go to the next. Uh, this is a Tigers prospect that got called up. I think he's pitching now, maybe as we speak. Uh, Alex Fiedo, who I lovingly nicknamed the Power Donkey back in the day. Because Power somebody. Donkey. We were talking prospects a couple years back, and somebody. We were talking Fiedo and. Um, one of the guys said, oh, he's a donkey, like just dismissively. The guy's just a donkey, you know. I said, yeah. if he's a donkey, he's a he's a powerful one. So he's the power donkey. Uh, Zips <laughs> Zips gives him 14 starts in 2022. Do you like over or under 14 starts? On the Tigers? Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't think so. No, my immediate gut reaction is to say no to that. I know Casey Mize might not come back the rest of the year. They keep saying he's throwing bullpens. Things could happen. It's very, very mysterious. It doesn't bode well. I don't think it's going to go well. It's kind of like a Chris Paddock. You know, Chris Paddock tried to make a go of it. Now he got hurt again. If that elbow needs to be fixed, it needs to be fixed eventually. It's just the way it goes. So that would bode well for Fajardo, but I'm... Manning's, (laughs) Manning's on the shelf too, right? He pitches a rehab in Toledo the other day. He looked good, so he's about to come back. You're right. 
but so I think I'm taking the under. That's my gut. It, it could be close. He could get 10 starts, but I'm not going to take 14. I'm going to take the over. I think he's going to get in there and eat innings. Um, and so, so then Zips has him projected for a 5.05 ERA in those 14 <laughs> starts. Would you, would you take the over or the under the 5.05? I'll take the over. You think so? I take yeah, the I under. I take the under. I think he's got a funky look. I think he's going to frustrate batters. Uh, as long as the stuff has kind of come back, uh, I believe in Fiedo's ability to eat innings in Detroit. So give me over 14 starts and under a five ERA. Okay. Hey, you know, Fiedo was a first-round draft pick, right? He was a big yeah. deal. He's yeah. an important part of what they tried to do a few years ago. He just had Tommy John, so he got set back. So there is talent there. I just maybe I'm being a little too harsh on the guy. I'm also being very negative on the Tigers. They just stink so bad. Well, so maybe that's there's a bias creeping in right now that's not healthy for me. I admit that freely because they stink. <laughs> that's understandable. Yeah. The motor. I'm only I'm case. only human. I'm only human, Phil. All right, who else we got? Juan Yepes is next on my list. Yay! First off, round of applause. You have failed. Oh, no, we haven't failed. How dare you say that? Wrong button. There we go. Well, you nailed Juan Yepes. He's up now. He has started every game since he got called up. So, yeah, there's no worry about playing time. No, I guess the poo holes, um, which I understand why the organization did that. So, I guess that maybe kind of derailed the first month for Juan. But it doesn't look like it affected the kid. It looked like he is hungry. Um over or Crushable. under? This is this is from Steam. Yeah, he can hit. He can hit. He's got a really good feel for the plate too. Uh, oh, so Steamer has him as a one twelve WRC plus. Do you like him over or under? Will he be better than twelve percent of the league average overall offense? Love WRC plus is one of my favorite stats. I I think I'm going to take slightly over. I think he can do like a one seventeen. I, I, I'm in. Let's do it. I'm an over too. I think he walks enough and he can hit for enough power. Um, and I don't think his splits are terrible. I'm just winging it. So, yeah, give me over too. I'm with you. Here's a here's a question, though. For So, looking forward to 2023, what positions are, is, is, are, what positions <laughs> are Juan Yepes going to be eligible at in 2023? Where are the Cardinals going to play him? Well, the good news is he's had two starts in the outfield already. That's that's promising. Yes. DH, yep. obviously, is where he's been as a utility player. In Yahoo Leagues, he's first and third eligible. Now, Paul Goldschmidt is the lockdown first baseman. He's always going to be there. That's out. Paul DeYoung was sent down today, and the word is Tommy Edmonds moving to shortstop. Is it possible that Juan Yepes gets run here at third base? Do you think he could play third base in the major leagues? That's the big question. Because everyone right now is saying, well, Nolan Gorman will slide in. That's the guy who comes up and takes over third base for them. But what do you think, Phil? Can Juan Yepes play third? He got some starts at third in AAA in, in Memphis before they brought him up. So I think that was part of the reason why they waited on bringing him up was to give him a little feel for third before they brought him up because I think they're planning on using him there some. So wow. I would not be surprised if he got first, third, and outfield if he can wow. stay up all season, which would be excellent, right? You oh, it would be fantastic. Too, this is the organization that played Jose Martinez in right field. So <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was terrible. 
He was oh, a terrible yeah. fielder. So How, uh, what happened to him? He just died. He just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Traded him to Tampa for and with a Rosarina, right? Yeah. Uh, so Juan Yepes. I, I dig it. I think he can be a nice dynasty asset, even especially he's going to play all those different positions, hits 10 or 15 home runs. Rookie of the uh, year? Dancing. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, uh, that's. I think it's very much, it's very plausible. I and mean, he crushed that ball on Mother's Day Sunday to yeah. like right center. One of the deeper parts of Pac Bell. Well, I call it Pac Bell. They call it Oracle Park now. In San Francisco, yep. he crushed that ball, man. And he, this is a ball that doesn't fly. So that is promising. And he also goes opposite field a lot. You can't play the shift on Yepes because he hits all fields. There's just a lot to like. He's not a great defender, but for fantasy purposes, I, I have always been excited about it, Phil. You always spoke highly of him. And the more I learned about him, the first time you mentioned I just got more and more excited. So I'm all in, and maybe I'm just too Juan Yepes cuckoo. I admit that freely, but... It looks like he's a real deal baseball hitter. Yeah. You can see it when you watch him. Having said it. that, I didn't spend like huge money on him in the fab run last weekend. There were some big bids, like $250. I didn't I didn't get him anywhere except my home league where I picked him up off the free agent wire last week. So that sucks for me. In fact, in one league he went for $21. I'm like, "Well, how did what? I didn't bid what I I blew it." So, I blew it. Yeah. I see. I do. Do you do the Vickery Fab in there where you pay like the second highest bid plus one dollar, or whatever you bid, you lose. So like, yeah, I guess I do two, whatever I bid, I lose. Yeah, yeah. I like the Vickery. I like the Vickery. So if you bid two fifty and the next closest guy bids twenty one, you only pay twenty two as the winner. Oh my god! Why am I not doing that? that? Yeah, I'm a more Fantrax does it. Do they do that in NFBC? Because I need to be doing that immediately. I, I mean. The... That's yeah. insane. If I'm not doing that, that's a huge. I got to look into this ASAP. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, uh, let's see if we can get another guy in. Uh, MJ Melendez. Yeah. Uh, catcher for the for Kansas City, although he might play all over the place. Um, over or under 56 games for MJ. Ooh, 56 ball games. He's already played in four. Uh, he's got a lefty, Martin Perez, tonight. So I, we'll see if he starts. I'll have to actually, I'd like to know the answer to that. But I'm going to I'm gonna take the over. I think they want him up. And with Carlos Santana being an afterthought, he's on the IL right now, and he will probably be DFA'd. I don't see him sticking around. I think Melendez will stick because the Royals are doing a youth movement right now anyways. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's there for the rest of the year. Mm. Maybe 56. So then, if he gets over 56 games or around 56 games, how about nine home runs? Nine or more home runs? Oh. Well, if I think he plays more than 56, if I think he plays 100 games, uh, yeah, I think I know the ball's, the ball's awful. Yes, it's real. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's really a problem. So that does tamper uh, with my mind. Uh, it tampers and dampers, Phil. Uh, I'm going to say he doesn't quite get I think he hits like eight or seven, unfortunately. But I do like him as a player, and I'm all in on it. But I, I, I'm a little hesitant for some reason. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say over. I'm an optimist. But I think that <laughs> I think his raw power is definitely real. So I guess we just got to hope as the weather warms up uh, and there might mess with the ball some more. But uh, the balls start flying, hopefully, in the warmer weather of the summer. So. Give Guess me, who's give me starting? 
Guess who's starting tonight against the lefty and playing catcher and hitting sixth? Wow. Good. That's outstanding news. That bodes very well for that 56 games. He's playing and starting yeah. in games against lefties. I love it. That's great news. Yeah, it looks like with Witt, like they, if they're bringing him up, they want him to play a lot. So I'm thinking hopefully the same thing starts with MJ. Starting right field tonight, said Larry. Larry says that it says catcher next to him right now, sixth in the uh, MLB.com game day lineup thing. So maybe I'm reading. It says catcher right here. That's all I can go off of. So, But thank you, Larry. Wow. You could have catcher okay. slash outfield eligibility, too. Ah, that's he's definitely going to get some more positions added to his repertoire. I have no doubt about that because he could play all over, as you said, and much he's a much better defender than Juan Yepes. So. Yeah, he should be theoretically. Yeah, I think he is. They're just not going to move Perez off catcher either. So, anywho, oh, <laughs> yeah, unless he DHs, you're right. Oh, there it yeah. is. Okay, we covered a lot of ground. A lot of there's some more guys, but we can get to them another time. Yeah. That's the latest wave. Some of the big names that are arrived in Major League Baseball. It's been a great year for prospects coming up and rookies coming up. This is so much fun. It has. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm surprised, but I'm I'm grateful. I'm very happy for it. Yeah. So there it is. That's the uh, latest example of the Plaza Podcast prospects power half hour. That's Phil Goyette. Please follow him on Twitter at Phil of Sports P H I L. MJ Govier, of course, Blazo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. And the Discord is free and open. If you want to hang out with us and talk prospects when we're not here doing the show, you know, we wanted to get a lot of Twitter chat going, but we really, it, we the Discord has become a place where there's a ton of prospect chatter going on, and Ben Chase is dropping his daily pitchers and hitters he loves. So it's just a great place. It fills in there. We're there. Come on by. Connect with us. And until then, take it easy. He's a curious thing. Make a person train. Of prospects. That's a power.